Hello friends and welcome to another episode of She, a sex-positive feminist podcast where we discuss the highs, lows, and nuances of being a liberated woman. Holy fucking shitballs, guys. I cannot even believe... (sighs) These are crazy fucking times we're living in. Like, we thought this year was gonna be our year and 2020 was like... (laughs) Bitch, you thought. We're out here fighting COVID, fighting racists, fighting white supremacy, fighting the system. My mental health has been all over the place and y'all already know about that. Um, but I didn't think it was appropriate. I didn't, I, I didn't find it appropriate for me to upload an episode quite yet with all of the injustice going on with the state of our country, with just everything that's happening currently. And then I was like, you know what? We gotta, we gotta, we gotta get out there and we gotta entertain. We gotta make people feel good. We gotta educate people. We gotta check ourselves. We gotta make sure we're doing what is right. But at the same time, we gotta try to stay positive. And I am 100% positive that any day now would be a good day to arrest the cops that murdered Breonna Taylor. I do have some exciting news. Maybe could be exciting, potentially. Um... I actually created a separate Instagram account for the podcast for you guys to go and interact with me, send me questions, send me ratings, um, and the handle for the Instagram account, it is a public account, um, it is at she, S-H-E, pod, P-O-D-X, no special characters, um, if y'all want to hop on over to that Instagram account, I'm going to redirect y'all there. Um, and hopefully I hear from you beautiful, wonderful, sexy people. Y'all are probably wondering why I was so quiet during the quarantine. And um, I was quiet during the quarantine because during the quarantine, I decided to purchase a sex toy. What better, <laughs> what better thing is there to do during quarantine when you are spiraling into a deep depression you've had no social interaction with anyone you are on the verge of a mental breakdown what what better way to remedy that than to purchase a new sex toy lock yourself in your room and spend 12 hours masturbating every single day. Now, I would consider myself to be a bit of a toy connoisseur. We have a lot of sex toys. I am the proud owner (laughs) of a ton of fucking sex toys, most of which are vibrators. I'm kind of a vibrator queen. However, I've always been incredibly curious about like clitoral stimulators that use like air or pressure as opposed to vibration and I was doing a little bit of research during the quarantine and after reading a ton of reviews I decided to purchase the Lilo Sona the first model guys the reviews on this fucking toy (laughs) were phenomenal one review just said men are irrelevant in all caps another person posted a review that said i am never texting my ex ever again not to mention the fact that a lot of these reviews were of women claiming that these were the best orgasms they'd ever had and as a toy connoisseur i wanted to put that to the test it it piqued my curiosity a little bit so i went ahead and ordered the lilo sona um, I think it was about $69, $70. 
Um, and I gotta say, the shipping on this fucking thing was amazing. Even during a pandemic, like, this shit came early. I have never been so excited f when something came early. <laughs> it was kind of like Christmas time, honestly. Like, I was waiting for this fucking thing. I honestly, as soon as I opened up the package, I really just wanted to put the thing on my clit immediately. But with toys that have a rechargeable battery, it's best to give it a nice charge, a good charge, a full charge um, before use. The Lilo Sona requires two hours to get a full charge. Um, so we went ahead, plugged it in, got it good and charged. One of the things that I noticed about it was how cool the actual design of it was. Like, it's way different than your traditional vibrator. It is kind of like shaped like a big jelly bean almost like a big jelly bean with like a little spout and you put the spout on your clitoris and then it has like suction or whatever and i'm like oh girl this toy is also 100 waterproof which is really 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 great because as i have mentioned before to you guys and numerous times on on this podcast is that i am a bit of a bathtub masturbator so if you are also a bathtub masturbator you do not have to worry about this fucking thing breaking on you um if you submerge it in water which was perfect for me um i actually decided to um use it in the bathtub the first time that i used it went ahead drew a nice hot steamy bath got nice and relaxed and if we're being a hundred at first i was a little bit disappointed and i think that part of that has to do with the fact that i did use it in the bathtub the first time i used it um, because I don't feel like my nerve endings are as sensitive whenever I'm submerged in water. So whenever I was in the bathtub, I had to use the highest setting in order to, you know, get to where I needed to be. Truthfully, there is a bit of a learning curve. If you're not used to using something quite like this, um, you gotta learn. You gotta figure out where to put the thing on your body. You gotta figure out what, what, what placement you like, what pattern you like, what kind of lube you want to use. Like, it, there's just so many different factors that go into it. Once I got past the learning curve, <laughs> once I got past that fucking learning curve, guys, my mind was absolutely blown. And I'm being 100% honest right now when I say that I have not used a vibrator since purchasing this toy. I kind of feel like my vibrators are almost irrelevant now because I'm always reaching for this thing. So if you guys would like to go ahead and purchase a Lilo Sona, know this episode is not sponsored. Um, I just really love this fucking toy. But if you guys would like to purchase one of your own, you can do so um, by clicking on the link for it in my bio and have yourself a good old time. Tell me what you think. So, I have a few um, new developments in my life currently. Um, good ones. In all seriousness, 2020, man. 2020 has just been like kicking the shit out of everyone. And I had so many plans for this year. I had so many plans for my career. So many plans for so many different things. And all of them were just thrown in the fucking garbage and set on fire. And we started fresh and we started new. I recently moved out of... Uh, the home that Justin and I shared, 
and love Justin to death. He's my best friend. I love him so much, but we just cannot cohabitate peacefully together. And I was thinking about it and I, I like to listen to the um, Multiamory podcast. And um, I listened to an episode about uh, polyamorous hierarchy and it really got me thinking about a lot of things. And so we are currently practicing solo polyamory, which if you don't know what solo polyamory is, I suggest you give it a good old Google or or you can, you know, I'll redirect you over to the Multi-Amory podcast where they've actually taught me a lot about um, how to successfully do the whole polyamorous thing. And I'm enjoying it so far. I re- I'm really independent. I really love my own space. Um, I've been decorating like crazy. I feel like fucking Martha Stewart. And I've just been having a really good time. Also, in other news, um, I left... <laughs> I left the salon that I was working at and started working at a different salon and there are a lot of reasons why um I I mean the salon that I was working at before just we had a change of ownership last year we lacked a ton of leadership things were not going the way that they should have gone things were going pear-shaped and on top of that I had some co-workers that were saying some racist things and I was like fuck this I don't need to be in this fucking negative environment and I actually got an offer from a really liberal salon um, here in Springfield, and I am super stoked to be there. I've finished out, let's see, I started on the first, so I finished out almost two weeks there, and I have had the best fucking time. The only issue that I'm currently facing is the fact that I may or may not have feelings for my boss, which (laughs) has never happened to me in my entire fucking life, because I pride myself on my professionalism, and I'm not sure if, if, um, if I have these feelings because of the fact that I am, am not being shown um, any sort of romantic um, attention right now or just in attention in general and maybe I'm feeding off of that but who knows we're gonna bury those feelings way deep down and try not to do anything about that because that's that's healthy so yeah new living space uh, new workspace new fucking everything like I chopped all my hair off 2020 was like here's how things are gonna be and I was like no bitch <laughs> We're not gonna fucking do that. Fuck you. Also, I downloaded TikTok, which is like not um, anything serious or important at all, but I feel really fucking old. Every every minute, I am just (laughs) feeling older and older and fucking older. Today, I kind of wanted to talk to you guys about birth control. A lot of people love birth control. Um, I have had so many... so many fucking issues with birth control. I just recently got off of Sprintec probably about, I want to say a month ago. Um, just stopped taking it because that's, that's fine. But I stopped taking it because not only did I realize that I had gained like 20 pounds since I started taking it last August, but also like I was moody as fuck. I didn't feel like myself. It triggered my BDD so bad that I would look in the mirror and see a fucking Shrek ass, like distorted ass version of myself and I felt like a fucking gremlin. Felt like I looked like a horrendous beast. Felt like I looked like a fucking sleep paralysis demon for a hot ass minute, almost a year. And I was just tired of feeling like shit. Like while I was still on sprint tech, I woke up one night. I was absolutely mortified because I had, I was feeling like pins and needles in my left arm and I could, I I barely had any feeling in my left arm. And for those of you who don't know, that's a symptom of stroke. I'm 24 years old. I can't be having fucking stroke symptoms. So I was like, what could this possibly be? Is this stress induced? Is this like what, like, 
how is this related like what is happening to me right now so i looked up the side effects of my birth control and that was one of the side effects it said if you have stroke symptoms see a doctor immediately or stop taking this and i was like you know what i'm not gonna have a fucking stroke at 24 years old i have a child i have a whole ass life to live i have at least 25 more years left to go um <laughs> minimum before i want to you know croak but um <laughs> so yeah i uh i stopped taking sprintec and it was crazy the change that it made in my day-to-day -day. like i felt so much better i told you guys i started exercising during quarantine and i was exercising and you know i'm not saying that you have to exercise for the goal of like losing a ton of weight or for the goal of being skinny obviously you can exercise and still be heavier and weight is not a an accurate representation of health like weight and health are not the same thing i wasn't seeing any result i was trying to lose that extra 20 pounds that i had gained nothing was happening i mean i typically like i, I eat right I was exercising, nothing was happening, I wasn't seeing any progress, and um, I stopped taking Sprintac and pff, five pounds, gone. <laughs> like, it just immediately just came off. Um, I'm Right now, I am about, I want to say, probably 10 pounds-ish heavier than, uh, than my goal weight was. So I've lost about 10 pounds so far being off of Sprintac, which is amazing. I feel energized. I feel... Like, I can breathe. I don't, like, I feel, when I look in the mirror, I feel like a bad bitch again. And I don't know if that has anything to do with all the life changes that I've been having. But I think it has something to do with me being off of my birth control. Recently, I've actually been shamed for not being on birth control. Very recently, like yesterday, some Karen on Facebook was like, who doesn't want to be on birth control? Who doesn't like birth control? That's so crazy. And I'm like, well, bro, do you not fucking understand, like... I don't think that people understand that birth control has serious side effects, serious adverse effects on women's bodies. For some women, it damages their fertility. Like, um, they're not able to have kids as, as, as easy or as quickly. Their reproductive system isn't the same anymore. For some people, like uh, my older sister, for example, she had an IUD and it migrated. And birth control is just really, really risky. And I kind of just wanted to um, talk about all of that today because I feel like, yes, it is very important for us to be able to have birth control um, and be able to have that option. But that's just what it is, though. It's an option. And I don't think that we should be shamed for not taking birth control. I don't think that we should be accused of trying to quote unquote trap people um, by not wanting to be on birth control because it affects everybody differently. Like we're like walking chemistry sets. There's no fucking way to try to predict like what sort of effects the, the birth control is going to have on your body. I also just think that a lot of people don't realize that there is so much gender disparity when it comes to things like sexual health. Um, nine times out of ten, most of the responsibility typically falls on the woman to worry about being safe, to worry about whether or not they will fall pregnant. Um, it's not something that men have to think about as much. And before you guys say, oh, what about condoms? We got to think about it like this. When women also worry about condoms, whether or not the man is going to have one, whether or not they need to have one just in case the man doesn't, whether or not the man is going to take it off without their knowledge. Um, women also have to worry about things like plan B. There have been multiple times I've had multiple instances where I needed plan B because a guy was a fucking asshole and he came in me and the dude didn't offer to pay for it and I had to pay for it myself. So that's like 
the financial responsibility also falls onto the woman then. Same thing with birth control. That also falls onto the woman. People say, oh, what about, they just don't have male birth control. Or like, what about male birth, birth control? They have tried. They have created male birth control. And they've done studies. They've done trials. And what these men are saying is, oh, I don't like it because it causes depression. I don't like it because of the side effects. Meanwhile, women are over here fucking plagued with <laughs> with the responsibility for them to take birth control that makes them feel like shit, that makes them gain weight, that makes them lose their libido, that makes them moody, that makes them depressed, that makes them have stroke symptoms at 24 years old. Like, yes, women complain about the side effects, but nine times out of 10, Women are just like, yeah, birth control. Like, like, birth control is like a normal thing that, that women think about. The difference between how men's pain is addressed when it comes to these birth control trials and how women's decade-long suffering is often dismissed provides an example of a medical double standard. Birth control is a woman's burden, and we need to recognize the shared responsibility of both sexes in preventing pregnancy. I am all for male birth control because male birth control methods are not only crucial to promoting safe sex, but also for dismantling this decades long gender disparity. Women have to worry about unintended pregnancies while dudes obviously are like, here, do I need, do you need a condom? I can pitch in for a condom or even men who pitch in for the morning after pill or plan B. It's often women who bear the financial burden are left to deal with all the consequences of sex. And given the fact that men don't undergo the same physical and mental stress as women do when it comes to reproduction, birth control doesn't offer them the same incentives. Thus, women are forced to accept the responsibility and the costs of birth control if they're not ready for parenthood, even though both partners share the responsibility in preventing pregnancy from happening. I also think that another unfortunate thing is that so many people have absolutely no idea. They don't even know how female anatomy works. It's like, they can have sex with a woman, but they don't even understand how female anatomy even fucking works. In my opinion, if you don't know how female anatomy works, if you're a dude, if you are someone who's having sex with a woman and you don't know how their anatomy works, I don't think that you should be having sex. Like, I don't think that you are responsible enough to have sex unless you understand how reproductive anatomy works works okay i'm bringing this up because i recently saw a post that was floating around on facebook and it was screenshots of this guy texting his friend like he was worried that his partner was like pregnant or something because she wasn't on birth control <laughs> he was saying that he thought he was fine not because he pulled out but because she peed after sex he thought this man genuinely believed that women pee after sex to get the sperm out of them and that somehow prevents pregnancy buddy buddy like no honey women pee after sex so that they don't get a uti women pee after sex so that they don't throw off their delicate biome and get a yeast infection it has nothing to do with preventing pregnancy and if you're just gonna like blame <laughs> 
If you're going to blame pregnancy on a woman because she wasn't on birth control when you decided not to wear a condom and decided to come inside of her because you were dumb enough to think that if she peed it would go away, then maybe you shouldn't be having sex. That's a thought. If you think that the female orgasm is a myth, if you believe that virginity is something tangible, if you think that women can't get pregnant if you have sex with them while they're on their period, if you think that black on black crime is a valid argument against the Black Lives Matter movement. If you think that women enjoy it whenever you scratch their clit like you're in a fucking DJ booth. If you think that cops serve and protect you. If you think that dudes who are into anal play are gay. If you don't believe in the existence of white privilege. If you think that men and women are treated equally by society, you probably shouldn't be having sex. Because sex can lead to procreation. And we don't want people who think those things to be able to have children who are also going to eventually think those things. Please don't reproduce. Alrighty guys, it's time to wrap this one up. Uh, but thank you so much for listening. I appreciate each and every single one of you, and as I said earlier, if you want to hop on over to my Instagram at she, S-H-E, pod, P-O-D-X, no special characters, and you want to leave me a rating of a sexual experience, a review, if you will, on a scale from 1 to 10, if you want to send me questions or send me comments, or you want to send me some weird, random, fucked up shit from the internet, my inbox is wide open for you guys. Thank you so much, and we will see you next time. (laughs) Bye.